Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hi, and welcome back to the show, the Primal Canadians. We have an exciting topic today, uh, primal entrepreneurship. So talking a little bit about what it's like to become an entrepreneur and really staying still primal and primal in the heart and the mind. Yeah, this one hits real close to home for both of us. I think both of us are serial entrepreneurs in many ways. We've had our own businesses. I've had a couple businesses. We have this business. We have some other businesses we're working on, and it's a huge part of our lives. So it's it's great for us to have an opportunity to talk with us, talk with our tribe about entrepreneurship and primal lifestyle and how they integrate. Yeah, awesome. Uh, relatively new at it, so learning learning the things as we go still in, in many accounts. And also a big part of entrepreneurship, especially this day and age, is just being able to pivot and to be able to adapt and change to the uh, uh, quickly changing uh, f- um, influences around us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, thing to consider. And it's one of the reasons primal living is so important to me, because it living primal gives me the energy and the clarity of mind and focus to be able to adapt to things as they change in in business and in life and when opportunities come up i can tap into my intuition and really decide whether or not they're the right opportunity for me and just being in tune with myself on a primal level like that makes business so much easier yeah so much easier and so much better like it's really hard to uh, really get the edge and be at your best if you're not able to access that uh, uh, primal intuition, that uh, primal lifestyle practices of slowing down, engaging in uh, uh, empowering uh, events and uh, eating real food, eating nutritious food to uh, serve your body and your brain. Yeah, I mean, you can't do business if you're sick. And uh, when you're eating bad, you're sick a lot and you can't exactly take a sick day when you're the boss. Nope, not really. And then your performance is subpar and then the the results show. So definitely uh, important to remain primal while getting on the, uh, well, being an entrepreneur for the purpose of your health and the health of your business. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a bit about your experience as an entrepreneur? Well, um, I'll, I'll begin uh, when I founded my company. It was about a year and a half ago when I uh, actually went all in to, uh, to make it work, uh, Incline Performance. So I was kind of dabbling around with it and I was going back and forth. And at one point I decided that uh, I got to work through the obstacles. I got to work through the blocks uh, and it's time to make this work. So I essentially kind of burnt all other bridges and went all in to uh, primal health coaching and personal training. And uh, it was it was an experience. I didn't really have a coach at the time. I had a few mentors around me that I could reach out to and that helped me. But still, it was uh, very isolating. A lot of the stuff I was doing was sitting at home alone on the computer. Uh, I didn't have an office that I had to report to or anything. It was just me showing up for myself. And it was very isolating and often uh, very unsure if I was actually doing the right thing or if I was uh, doing something that was actually serving myself or my business or really where I was going to land up. So one of the big things that I really had to constantly remind myself 
and check in with my long-term vision and know that I have a long-term goal and always keep working towards it just to be able to keep myself on track because it's getting that momentum going of getting the wheels moving and then getting them going in the right direction and then things will become you you start to create that momentum but at first to build that momentum it takes a lot of uh, pushing and a lot of effort to actually get that going yeah i think that's a pretty common experience for a lot of entrepreneurs that sort of feeling alone and unsure and not really clear on why you're doing it but it's you mentioned having a goal that's so important in business to have something to work towards and something to keep your eye on so that you know you can measure that your progress is actually getting you somewhere and you're not just spinning your wheels. Yeah. And keep keeping yourself positive and motivated because some days uh, just simply aren't that positive, but it's things that uh, are important to work through to get over them. Uh, there's just so much noise out there when you start getting into uh, talking about building businesses, young businesses and uh, entrepreneurship and that kind of stuff. Like, um, I kind of felt for a long, and I still do a lot of the times, so I kind of feel like I'm a target for so many gurus that have like the program for me or the right thing for me. And uh, I'm always getting approached face to face or uh, online about like joining a program or they having the answer for me and that kind of stuff. So that alone is a lot of stuff to uh, to sort through. Yeah, that's a huge strain on the system. I know exactly what you mean when I... When I spend time online on social media and stuff like that these days, it's every second thing I see is an ad from some, like you say, guru or somebody out there who has a solution to just my problem. But I mean, if you're, if you're not in touch with yourself and you don't really know the direction of your business, you don't know what problem you need a solution for. So it's, it's so easy to get lost in all these people telling you, well, you have this problem. Let me solve it for you. Yeah. Yeah, we already know that it's important, you know, to take big action. And that seems to be like the big message with everyone is, you know, go, go do something, go, go make those moves, go make that action. But it's to me, it's important like to really understand what is the direction that you're going. And that will help you determine what is the right type of action to take. And then from there, you'll just be inspired to actually take it. And you won't need to have three coffees and drag yourself along to be able to do it. Well, that's the thing, you know, there, there's definitely something to be said for taking action. If you're in the Tony Robbins camp of thinking, you know, it's like massive action is what gets you results. And like you got people like the Grant Cardones of the world saying, grow your business by 10 times every year. And then you got the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world. You got to really grind and grind and push and do all this stuff. And that's all great. And it's important. And there's a time and a place to do that. But it's very possible to take massive action in the wrong direction. So if you're not clear on what you're doing and why you're doing it, uh, it's not worth taking that kind of action yet. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm so happy we agree on this actually too, uh, because like sometimes it is important, you know, when we're stuck, um, you, you, you're really not going to get unstuck. You're not going to think your way out of being stuck. That doesn't happen. So at that point, it is important to like take action to start, get the wheels moving and then readjust to whatever direction you want to go. So to be clear on that, uh, that there needs to be some type of action. But in order for us to go all in or go all out on something, um, I think for me, I need to make sure that it's the right thing or else I'll 
well one going the wrong direction which is undesirable and which usually leads to like burnout or just total loss of uh, inspiration or motivation yeah absolutely it's it's important to remember the actions you take need to be measured and deliberate you know you have to take action in order to achieve a certain outcome and then you can take the action and afterwards you need to look back and see was it if was what i did effective in getting me here was there a better way i could have done it because if you're always just moving forward and running towards the next big thing you'll take a lot of action you'll you'll do a lot of things but you'll burn yourself out very quickly and you can burn through a lot of money doing that kind of stuff and not really get anywhere yeah without uh, properly tracking and and speaking on that topic and being able to like look back and where you're going like once we do start taking action and we start looking back then we have some variables to adjust we have uh, we have something to look at that we can see is this working do we got to do more of it do we need to change our our uh, the way we're approaching this a little bit or um, whatever it might be yeah absolutely so what about yourself what are some of the biggest lessons that uh, you've learned lucas well i want to I think about the the, the uh, feeling of isolation that you mentioned. I think that was one of the biggest learning curves for me was when I first got into business, oh man, it was nine, nine years ago now, I, I had my first landscaping company and I very much had the attitude of this is all me. I have to do all of this myself and this is just how it is you know i felt completely alone and anytime a problem came up i took it all on myself i i wasn't uh comfortable with reaching out and asking for help from other entrepreneurs around me i didn't have a team of trusted advisors that i could go to when i needed advice or support and and ultimately that led to me closing down my business and uh, going back to a, a regular uh, day job working for another company. And when I look back on that, I think I lost out on a lot of opportunities. If I had just realized that I don't have to have all the answers, even though I'm, I'm, uh, I'm do I'm the one in charge. I'm doing all this thing, but it's, there's other people out there who know better than I do. So why not, uh, yeah. why not leverage their expertise? So th I closed that business because I, had some problems that I didn't know how to so solve. And then here I am. Well, I think it was about seven years that went by. I can't remember the time frame, but I've started another business in the same space that I was working in. Only this time I've gone at it with a little bit of a different attitude. You know, I, I'm very active in a few mastermind groups. I surround myself with other entrepreneurs. I, I I'm very curious about what other people are doing and what's working for them and what's not working for them and I've I've learned to collaborate with other business owners even though I'm in this by myself in terms of my business so th that's been very powerful but then there was more more than that because although I started learning to ask for help from people and learning to get um, support I still I'm a solopreneur. I own my business and I'm, I'm my only employee. I, I'm, I'm, I call myself self-employed more than a business owner in, in my landscape company. And it's hard because it's an incredibly physically demanding job for one thing. And then I have to go at the end of the day and do all the administrative work. I have to go and find the clients. I have to go and take care of everything. 
after I'm done doing the actual hard work. So last summer I started to learn the value of bringing other people in to do some of the work for me. Um, and that was actually how you and I connected in some ways, you know, you yep. came in and helped me with a couple projects and it, uh, it totally changed my attitude because before I was so afraid to spend any of my hard earned money paying somebody else. But then when I did that, I realized like, wow, there's potential to earn a whole lot more money if I'm not tied up doing all the, the mundane uh, work. And it was just incredible. Like we, we worked on a project together that I had scheduled to take a week and we were done it in three days. Yeah. You know, like two people got done the work of four people in half the time. It was just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you actually brought that up. Um, I, I read about this. It's called, it's, I don't know. I'm sure there's names for it. Like the soul, this, um, the sole proprietor trap kind of thing. Like you think you're, you're the only one that knows you, you got all the answers. Um, and it's hard to trust somebody else to do something that you are so good at. Um, I know it's a common mindset and I think it's a lot of something that we grow into and a lot we're conditioned to think that way as well. But it does it is a very limiting uh, kind of uh, way of thinking and it definitely is a little bit of a trap. And I actually read about this in a Robert Kiyosaki book about uh, um, I won't go into it too much, but it was in the, f- uh, the four quadrants book. It's the one the second phase on the ladder and it was you you're the sole proprietor and you think you know everything and you don't have trust for anybody so it was something that I was uh, well aware of my whole time so I tried not to ever become uh, too much that person so it was helpful for me to learn about it before I became an entrepreneur but it's definitely a very uh, important point that um, you, you do need your tribe around you. you. You may be the sole business owner, you may be the sole proprietor, you may be the, uh, the, uh, the sole incorporated uh, person, but you still need your tribe around you to help what you're doing or help lift you up and support you and uh, whatever else that you need because uh, humans, nobody's ever been successful on, on their own. Oh, that's just it, right? You go back to our primal beginnings and our ancestors were tribal creatures. We existed as groups because without being part of the group, survival was nearly impossible. Um, it just, that's the way humans are meant to be. We're, we're collaborative species. We're supposed to work together. But you hit a really important point there and it's about how entrepreneurs get this inherent mistrust of each other. There's this feeling that if I talk about my problems with somebody else, they'll exploit my weakness and steal my business from me, or they're, they'll take all my potential customers and then I won't have any income. And I mean, in my experience, that's just not true. In fact, the more I work with other business owners, the more I collaborate, the more business comes my way. And the quality of that business is way better mm-hmm. because I, there's, I mean, no two, no two entrepreneurs want exactly the same kind of client. Yeah. So when I get a job that's maybe not right for me, but I know somebody who it would be perfect for, I call them up and say, Hey, I've got this project. Would you, do you want to take it on? And then they do the same for me. And so as a result, we all get projects that we're really interested in and really fire us up. And we get that sense of community and support. And we have that uh, that tribe around us again yeah you're building you're building that uh you're increasing your network 
um, I, what I call that, what we just talked about there, I call it the competition mindset. So it's something that I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm aware of and I, I look out for it because it's very common among especially young entrepreneurs is um, just being scared. I think you'll have something taken from you, but it's, it's just a very limiting way of thinking. Like in order for us to get somewhere, we need to collaborate. We need, we can't single-handedly do um, what we're set out to do. There's the expression of a uh, self-made man, but I don't really believe in that. I don't think that really happens. No. And I, I think if anybody, it was truly a self-made person, they would be absolutely miserable. You know, like they, they would be the, uh, the Scrooge character from the Christmas story. You know, they've, they've done all this stuff. They've accumulated all this success in business and all this money, but nobody likes them. And ultimately because of that, they they don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. So one other aspect about entrepreneurship that I'd like to talk about, or just generally building a business or taking something off the ground, uh, it requires a lot of work and a lot of dedication and a lot of uh, grit and staying with it, you know, often putting in like long, hard hours for uh, days in and sometimes even weeks at a time. So and there's something a little bit that can become a little bit detrimental about that as well. So I want to talk about the importance of being able to also step away from your business, especially if you have a family life or something like that, where um, so something that's other because you like your health, for example, you don't want to neglect your health in order to uh, make your business a success. You don't want to neglect your family in order to make your business a success. So it's important, you know, when we're putting in a lot of time, sometimes it is something that we have to do, but eventually we got to step away from that and step out of the office or away from that uh, persona and go back into our personal life and keep that balance going. So uh, one, we don't burn out or we don't lose what we've had <clears throat> in our health or in our family. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you're talking about work-life balance, something a lot of people are looking for in this modern world. And it's, it's a tricky thing to do. Um, personally, I don't really believe in a work-life balance per se. I don't think it's possible for an entrepreneur to totally separate their personal life from their business because, I mean, their business it becomes all-consuming. So I, I like to think of it more as work-life integration. You know, finding work you can do that, for one thing, you really enjoy doing. So your work becomes, or at least a portion of your work becomes recreational in many ways. And you get relaxed and recharged. But also setting your business up in a way that it gives you the flexibility to when you need to take a few hours off and go take your wife to the doctor or go for a walk with her or play with your kids or whatever it is you need to do, you have that flexibility. You're not so deeply ingrained in your business that you can't step back for a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the integration uh, of not just stepping away from it, but actually integrating your other components of life into what you have going on. So when you say go on a vacation with your family, you can still spend some time working on your business or when you are working on your business, you can spend some time, take some time away just to keep up with your health and your well-being. Exactly. You know, like I, I tend to work seven days a week, 365 days a year. I just never stop. But I don't always work very long days. You know, my average work day is somewhere between four and six hours generally. So I find that doing that 
I still get a lot of time, a lot of things done. I still get things accomplished. And when there's, when there's a need like if I have a particularly big landscape project or something, I'll work a long 12, 14, 16 hour day, but that's the exception to the rule. And it really allows me to just flow my work and my personal life together into one seamless thing. You know, there's, there's a quote and I can't for the life of me remember who said it, but the ultimately successful business person is somebody who you can't tell when they're working or when they're playing. Wow. Awesome. I, that's, that's really cool. Uh, I love one of the quotes from, uh, uh, one of the ideas from Mike Lipkin, one of the, uh, a big influencer for me. And he talks uh, at working really hard to make something look easy. Yes. That, that's when you know that you've, uh, that you're successful at what you're doing. You know that you're working hard. It seems that you're working hard, but people watching you, uh, seems that it, it seems to them that it make it look easy. Yes, absolutely. I love it. So I, I think in order for what you were saying is to be able to do that integration stuff and not burn out. It's, I think it's really important to kind of choose our business or our avenue in the right way and something that connects with us because I see a lot of it all the time, like uh, people going after uh, a business plan or going after a business idea that was successful for somebody else. And that's, that's kind of setting yourself up to um, really not being motivated at all to do it because it may not be anything that you enjoy doing. So I think it's important to kind of choose like what, what connects with you, like what you enjoy doing. And that way it's not going to burn you out as much. And you're not going to have to separate yourself so much from your uh, family and your well-being in order to uh, be able to uh, generate some revenue with it or make the company a success. Yeah, that's a really, really important point. And it's an issue that a lot of people uh, fall into these days, especially with uh, these uh, marketing gurus and people that we were talking about earlier. People... Uh, want to start a business. Most people do it because they want the freedom and they want to make money. So then somebody comes along with a business model pre-designed and they pitch you this webinar saying, just do exactly what I tell you and it's going to work for you. Well, it might for a while, but if it's not something you enjoy doing, you're not going to enjoy doing it for very long. And the fact of the matter is it takes a huge amount of effort and commitment to make a business successful. So if you're trying to be successful at something you don't like, you're just going to stress yourself out. You're going to burn out and ultimately you're going to end up resenting your business and it's not going to be nearly as successful as it would be. Yeah, there's no sense in uh, sacrificing your health to be able to get to uh, the next phase in life. Exactly. There's another hidden benefit as well. Like uh, people are always talking about how in business you have to sell. That's what your one of your main jobs is selling. And People who are enjoying themselves are incredibly attractive to other people. You know, if you're, if there's an office where people like their jobs and they're doing okay, you come in and there's another office that provides the exactly the same service at exactly the same price, but everybody there loves their job. Who are you going to do business with? Mm -hmm. It's just, if you really love what you're doing and you really enjoy it and there's a really clear driving purpose behind it. The rest of the challenges in business don't, I won't say they don't exist, but they're so easy to overcome. Right. Yeah. And with the selling part alone, I mean, selling is selling is a part of life, whether you're um, a a salesman by trade or not, like anybody that is, uh, life is about selling. It's about convincing 
you know, your, your loved ones that, of what you want to do or to preserve their health or whatever. That alone is a selling thing. But if you choose something that you're passionate about and something that's truly aligned with your core values, then uh, you will naturally be selling that. Absolutely. So we're getting close to time here. Are there any major challenges you've faced in your business that uh, you want to talk about before we wrap up? major challenges that i faced um i i think the biggest um the biggest challenge that i faced is uh just being able to stay persistent at the start like in order to uh, as i said before to get the wheels moving you have to stay persistent to really put in a lot of effort and once the momentum is there uh then you're you you know you start going a little it becomes a little bit easier so i think the biggest um uh, challenges that i faced is uh, just not seeing results quick enough and then kind of losing my focus or losing my uh, uh, motivation to do the same thing. Yeah, that's a big one. I, I've had trouble with that a lot myself. And it's it's only in the past few months even that I've really started to see the benefit of that persistence. But without persisting through the first 18 months of struggle, I would have never been able to see these benefits. Yeah, especially when uh, we're conditioned to the industrial age mindset of, you know, giving uh, in uh, give, putting in our time and then getting a paycheck for it, you know, putting in our hours and then getting paid at the end of two weeks kind of thing. It really doesn't quite work like that with uh, building a business or in the entrepreneur world. You have to um, build up the assets, build up the foundations and then uh, what you've built is able to start generating uh, the income or make the business a success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one last thing I want to touch on is just the thought that bigger is not always better in business. It's very easy to fall into the trap of I need to scale up, I need to grow, I need to have all these employees, I need to make all this money. But really, you have to be clear on why you want to do that. You know, most people don't actually need a huge amount of money to live on. Most people are quite capable of generating more than enough income for themselves on a small scale. Um, I think of this story I heard one time about a guy who lived in a Mexican fishing village. And he was a small, like just a real simple guy. He went out and he fished for a couple hours every morning. And he came home and he spent the afternoon with his kids playing around and he would take a nap with his wife. And he just, he really had this wonderful job. And one day he met this businessman who told him, you know, if you bought another boat, uh, you could hire somebody else to go out on that boat and make money for, for you. And then you could take the money you made from that boat and you could buy another one and you could keep growing it and scaling it and, and you could manage it and it would make you all this money. And uh, your business would grow and you'd be super successful. And the guy thought about it for a while. And then, thought, but, but it would take a lot of work to manage it. And he said, yeah, you would have to move to an office and you'd have to work 10, 12 hours a day. And you'd have to do all this stuff and grow it and grow it over 10, 20 years. And then eventually you could, stop, you could sell the business and you'd have all this money and you could retire and you could move to a little fishing village in Mexico and you could go out fishing for a couple hours in the morning and then you could come home and spend some time with your kids and have a nap with your wife. And that was his lifestyle beforehand. You know, there's no, not always a reason to grow your business that big. Yeah. Wow. Talk about the noise you get inundated with. 
yeah, it's, I think it's important to really find that right direction before you start uh, before you start out on your journey. Like you really want to make sure that you're on fertile ground before you start planting. Absolutely. Build the foundation properly and make sure it's something that's sustainable. Yeah. And, and let it take care of itself. Yeah. And make sure that in the process you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, fun talking about this today. So hopefully uh, you, uh, you got something out of this and uh, please reach out and let us know some of your experiences and uh, what you think of the show. Yes, absolutely. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash the primal Canadians. We want to get the conversation going. Awesome. And until next time, keep it primal. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations.